This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, getting you ready for today's sports day. You know, three of the first four games have been at home, so you know at some point in time you're going to have to venture out outside the 806, so that'll be... That'll start this week. While having a little fun along the way. Always good if you can blame it on somebody else, right? Yeah, sure. Especially some media guy. Sure. Right, some media guy. Catch the show live weekday mornings from 6 to 9 on Lubbock Sports Station. Double T 97.3. Thanks for being with us with Jamie Lint and Jeff McGuire. I'm Chuck Hines. You may not even have to wait uh, five minutes. It may, it may change quicker than that. So, um... Just stay tuned. Um, the original liner was written, wait five seconds, it'll change. Oh, wait five seconds. That was overruled. That was overruled. Five, five seconds is probably... Pretty sco- accurate. A skosh, a skosh too short, probably. So six? <laughs> yeah. Seven? Wow, you're chippy this morning. No, I'm just... How quickly we change directions on yeah. the show is sometimes faster than a guy can blink. Do you, do you like that or not? I'm here every morning, aren't I? <laughs> Wait, you are, t- Mr. Sunshine. <laughs> There's a lot of times I'm happy we're changing directions, so I'm not going to complain. Okay. You, yeah. you feel the... Uh, you get... Just let me know when you feel uncomfortable. Um, just kind of raise... Oh, we do. Your, raise your... Raise oh, your, we don't hide that at all. <laughs> raise, your, raise your finger and, and I'll, uh, I'll, uh, I'll... I'll get... Uh, I'll get right to it. Um... NFL last night, uh, two things. First, uh, a big trade, and and you don't you don't always see these things in season in the NFL. Um, but uh, Christian McCaffrey going from the um, Carolina Panthers to the San Francisco 49ers changes the dynamic um, a little bit uh, there in the a- in the NFC. Uh, the 49ers send a second, third, and fourth round pick next year and a fifth in 2024 to the Panthers for Christian McCaffrey. That will give them a playmaker. That will give them really an opportunity to compete for big-time play in in, uh, in the NFC. It gives them, I think, an extra spark. Uh, the question is, can Christian McCaffrey stay healthy? He's missed 23 of 33 games between the 2020 and 2021 season. So that that is his... That is his challenge: is to just to stay healthy. Now, the Panthers have pretty much thrown the towel in on the season with the dismissal of Matt Rule and the interim coach, and you know Baker Mayfield's not working out, so they might as well get rid of him and get something for him. I hate this move for the Panthers. I, I just for their fans. I mean, you, you got to give your fans something to to want to cheer for mm-hmm. a guy that's their guy, that's a good player, and that's fun to watch and. I mean, you're just begging your fans not to show up, and we get we have nothing for you. We have we have, we have one player that's marketable and exciting, and mm-hmm. we're going to ship him off for draft picks in the future. I I don't know. I I guess I just feel like you could do this in the off season and give your fans their guy to root for, you know, during the rest of the season. I I I don't I I, I that's just disappointing to me. Yeah, I guess. And when the Panthers don't have anybody show up, you'll know why. Because mm-hmm. no. you got nothing for them to watch. No, there's, there's, that's, that's fair. They're one and five though, and maybe they just kind of look at this and go, "Okay, can these draft picks help us down the line?" We, we've already made this decision. I, I this. get that, but I think you could get that them in the off season too. Mm, maybe, but I mean, you know, you got to strike while the iron's hot, especially when you have a team that you know feels like that they've got. They've got a shot if they get a player like Christian McCaffrey. Again, it's now on him to stay healthy. He's not necessarily proven that he can do it. And and this really probably puts even more pressure on his dad, Ed McCaffrey, who's the GM of the team, um, of the 49ers. Because um, they went out and – but again, Christian McCaffrey, when he's healthy, he's he's, he's really, good really good. Really, really good. And, and uh, probably can really help uh, Jimmy G be a, a better quarterback there for the – uh, San Francisco 49ers. So, you know, one of the one of the things about this is is that you got to you got to get when the when you have the opportunity. And obviously, the Panthers have bailed, but 49ers uh, get this. So here's here's what's interesting about this: the 49ers got some extra uh, draft choices when they lost Robert Sally to the New York Jets, who's the head coach, and when they lost 
Mike McDaniel to the Miami Dolphins, who's their head coach, and when the, when they lost Martin Mayhew to the Washington Commanders. So they picked up some extra draft choices from other teams that basically allowed them and gave them some plenty of wiggle room to go to go get McCaffrey. Sure. Plus they're going to take on his salary, which this year is not much, but the next two years is like $12 million each. So obviously it's going to have to uh, to pay off for him and and you know for the 49ers because of the franchise that they've uh been you know they're they're a team that has been uh in the past used to winning super bowls and it's not necessarily about winning division titles or getting the conference championship games it's getting back to the big game um even though it's been some time since they won one obviously they were there you know about three years ago with the chief with the playing against the chiefs in super bowl 54 um yeah john lynch is the gm of the 49ers i I misspoke on that but uh let me get where his dad is ed mccaffrey um at any rate uh but you're right john lynch is the is the gm of the 49ers 621 this morning here on the morning drive. So I got just, a, I got a little excited and a little ahead of myself there, Jamie. <laughs> Sorry about that. I used to really enjoy his dad as a player. <laughs> yeah. His dad was a good player. His dad played for Mike Shanahan. And of course, the coach of the 49ers is Kyle Shanahan. But, uh, at any rate, that, that was interesting. The other thing uh, from the NFL last night, uh, the Arizona Cardinals uh, come up with a victory over the New Orleans Saints, 42-34. to 34. And I, I heard Mike Gustafson and Aaron Dickens talking about this yesterday on, on Tech Talk, and, and Gus brought this up because, you know... I'm, I'm reading that he's the head coach at Northern Colorado. <laughs> Ed McCaffrey? But yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, you know, it's close to San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> John Lynch and John Lynch and they Christian McCaffrey have they, the same body they, type. They both <laughs> both have two ears. I mean, it's easy to do. Sure. It's easy to confuse them. Not always accurate. Not always fair. <laughs> not usually accurate. Somewhat never fair. Some somewhat accurate. Somewhat somewhat accurate. I tried it. But totally entertaining. But that to, was totally entertaining. <laughs> my my apologies there. Well, again to quote. You know, your buddy, Matthew McConaughey. It would be cooler if he was. It would be cooler if he was. My buddy. He's my buddy. Um, so anyway, can we start over? No? Nah. Nah. Why would, why would we do that? Why would we do that? Why would we do that? Anyway. That would just mean we would be here longer, so. Oh, because you, you don't want to... You want to go. You want to get credit for the twenty minutes you've already worked. Is that what you? That's saying? exactly right. Yeah, <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, at any rate, the Arizona Cardinals win last night over the New Orleans Saints, forty-two to thirty-four. And what I didn't realize um, is that they had lost eight straight at home going into that game, which makes sense for. And this is what Gus was talking about yesterday, because they were talking about, hey, you know, Coach Kingsbury is on the hot seat here. Um, it seems like. You know, there have been some national hosts that have called for him to be canned. And, you know, people aren't necessarily happy with how things are going and the collapse of last year and the playoff loss and, you know, documented, you know, you know, failures down the stretch and at other places, including here, frankly, and trying to kind of put all the pieces together and go, and maybe this guy's not, maybe this guy's not the right guy. Um, but then Gus pointed out, it's like, maybe part of his problem in Arizona has just been losing home games. And then when you when you lose eight straight and your fan base, which is like a whole season when you string it together, mm -hmm. you know, um, and when you have that and your fan base is leaving the stadium every every game unhappy, uh, it, it makes for more disgruntlement, I think, than if you lose on the road eight straight. Yeah, sure. I would you know, agree. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. I thought that made a lot of sense with what uh, Gus had to say uh, with regard to that. And he's a guy that makes a lot of sense. He does. You know, he, does. He, he oozes with sense. See, it just drips out of him. <laughs> it drips, it drips out of I him. I mean, you got to bring the napkins behind him. You sit in the chair behind him. With me, you just bring the mop to clean up the mess. Okay, that's that's pretty much the, 
pretty much the way it goes. But the other thing that took place yesterday is uh, Kyler Murray and Coach Kingsbury had a heated exchange in the second quarter with uh, Murray telling Coach Kingsbury to calm the blank down with 2.32 to go in the second quarter. He, uh, he The clock was running down, and we couldn't have gotten the playoff that we were going to try to run, Murray said, so we guess it was my fault. I'll take it. But then uh, he said, <laughs> with, with regard to Coach Kingsbury, which which is really not what's the case here. He's really animated over there on the sidelines sometimes. And uh, he, he said, I just... I imagine the, he's feeling the pressure a little bit. See the antics, yeah. But I just thought that was really interesting that, that they would get... Yeah. Coach Kingsbury would get in a heated exchange with somebody because that is not his MO. No, and probably the truth of the matter is he knows that he is... He kind of went out on a limb for Kyler Murray. Yeah. He's tied to him. Murray's not performing well, and it's coming back on... Kingsbury. Yeah. You're listening to the Morning Drive podcast from Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3, recapping the night that was in the world of sports. A little bit later on tonight, uh, we'll have uh, the Astros and the Diamondbacks. That'll be at 8. And then the Rangers playing at Seattle uh, tonight. And also bringing some humor to your day. Was it pretty big? Yeah. I mean, it's impressive. A, yeah. Was it fascinating? It was. I thought it was fascinating. It kind of smelled, but I mean. <laughs> Hear the show live weekday mornings at six on Double T ninety seven three or on the Double T ninety seven three mobile app. The Yates Flooring Center chat line is open. Benchmark Hotline is open as well. Juan weighs in. He says, uh, "Add a boy, JL. That's the funniest way to start my day." LOL. I'm not sure which part of what you've said over the last thirty minutes, but I mean, you've been pretty funny already. I don't remember what I said either. But. There you go. I'm glad I made Juan laugh. <laughs> good start to our day. It's a good start. Hopefully Juan wasn't the only one that... Oh, yeah, whether sure. he was laughing with me or at me, I'm not really no, sure. I think, it, the, I think the at is with me, which is, again, it's, it's my own it's my own damn fault. So it just is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> just tried to put two and two together to got to get six, and it just, you know... Sometimes the stories in my head are better than reality or fact. Or just different than facts. <laughs> just different. Well, you know, you never let the facts get in the way of a good story, Jamie. You know, that's that's one thing that you want to do. Uh, speaking of starting a quarterback, Dak Prescott says he will indeed, for a fact, start Sunday against the Detroit Lions. This will be at Jerry's place. He went through a full practice yesterday for the first time since fracturing his right thumb in the season opener. He even, Jamie, if you were if you had any further doubt, gave a thumbs up for the cameras at the end of his media session. Okay? So that that'll tell you that he's ready to go. Full on. Thumbs up. Gave a thumbs up for the thumb. Mm. Okay? Okay. Uh, Dak said this, I did everything. I wasn't limited by any means. There wasn't a pitch count. I think I threw about 140 balls, something like that. I just made that up, but there was no pitch count. I was full go. Okay. Uh, in his place, Cooper Rush went four and one. Uh, he was asked how to de- CD Lamb was asked, how did he look in practice? Like Dak, he's back. <laughs> okay. So we should have high expectations. Man, if there was any team to go up against, I kind of feel like this is the one, right? If you could pick anyone out of your schedule, you know that this would be the one, that this would be one that you could really kind of kind of get the, the telltale mm-hmm. sign of how he's doing. Well, I, I mean, no, I don't know that he, he it's a measuring stick game. Yeah. I, I feel like it's a good warm-up game. Yeah, it's a warm-up game. Yeah. yeah. Not a telltale sign of how he's doing. He's playing probably one of the worst teams in the league. Right, but I mean, if he comes out throwing, you know, absolute darts and looks great and, you know, no pressure and he's able to... You're like, okay, he's back. Then when he has to go up against somebody real, then you're like, okay, that'll be maybe the telltale sign. That's probably a better way to say it. Yeah, I guess we'll just have to agree to disagree on the wording there. The telltale? Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, you're probably right. I deferred. You, when you question me, I immediately go, yeah, you're probably right. You shouldn't do that. What? I'm wrong quite a bit, too. Mm, not always. <clears throat> not always. But anyway, so 
that's uh, that's good news for the Cowboys. And uh, Cowboys play at noon on Sunday. And, of course, we'll have the game for you here on Double T 97.3. And uh, kind of see how, uh, how things go with that. Um, you'll have the homecoming parade tonight. Do you have plans to go to the parade tonight? No. I do not. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. I'm not really a parade guy. I yeah. hope it goes well, though. But when the Red Raider baseball team wins the national championship, they'll have a car for you and Hacks, I would imagine. I probably will drive, <laughs> okay. and he will be the one waving. Oh, yeah, no. He, he likes to drive. <laughs> he, he does, but I think he's... He likes to drive. He's the star of the show, so... Yeah, he would yeah. He would definitely need to be sitting on the back of the convertible. Yes, absolutely. You know, waving, and you know, he'd probably have a megaphone going, Ah! There you, you go. And that's what the people would want. That's what the people would want. Mm-hmm. Jamie would just be, you'd be the driver. Be chilling. <laughs> you'd be, you'd be, you'd probably be flooring it to get through the thing. <laughs> get out of the way. Get out of the way. And Hacks be like, hey, Jamie, slow down, man. Everybody wants to, everybody wants to say hi. <laughs> you know, everybody wants to say, say hi. Uh, this was uh, interesting news from uh, Oklahoma State. I just, I guess it's where we are in today's world. Uh, Brendan Evers, who is a starting defensive tackle, but who has been dealing with, quote, an unspecified injury, said yesterday he'll skip the rest of the year to prepare for the NFL draft. Of course, he put this tweet out that said, thank you, Cowboy Nation, for some of the best years a kid could ask for. Ends in a preposition. Sometimes God has a different plan than the one you originally thought. He is a six-year player, 26 career starts, 53 career appearances. He wrote that after consulting with his family and Oklahoma State coaches and medical staff that uh, he was going to opt out. He started four of the six games, appeared in five, three tackles, but did not play against Arkansas Pine Bluff. He was listed as a starter for this week's game against Texas. I guess that's just kind of where we are in the world, right? Yeah, I don't really even know what to say. I mean, I'd be really disappointed if that happened. And it, it, it'll, there'll be a, probably a point in time it'll happen. But, I mean, like if, if Tyree Wilson were to come out and say, you know what, I'm, I'm a little dinged up. I'm going to get myself ready for the draft, get myself healthy. Thank you, Red Raider Nation, for supporting me. I'd be really, I'd be really sour. I would as well. I would as well. And, and you're probably right. It's probably something that's going to happen at some point where a Red Raider football player says, I'm just going to. It's going to take the rest of the year off. Interesting. But thanks for all your support. Yeah. Thank you. And let Go me reward you back by not playing. By quitting. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he does not have an ESPN rating for the NFL draft. Uh, he started all 14 games last year. He had 21 tackles and three sacks for that Oklahoma State defense that was ranked fifth in the I nation. I heard their uniforms were giving him a rash right around his <laughs> neck. <laughs> It's hard to deal with. Helmet was just too tight. It's just, it's just too tight. They could never, they could never quite get it, never quite get it right. But yeah, that would, uh, that would really, really, that will real, that will really irritate me when it happens, and I'm, I'm certain that it will. And I 100% will not root for that player as he moves on to the next level. Yeah, in the National Football League. Correct. Uh, Risa points this out. If that happens, so they have to pay the money back? Well, I don't know. I don't know how the contract works, you know, on something like that. I, I do know this, at least for the women's basketball players, they get half of their money at one point and then half in March. So if that happens, you know, they don't get all, they don't get all of it, you know, if they were to opt out. Mm. Okay, so it's, it doesn't come in a, as, as I understand it today or understood it at the time, it's not... <laughs> And it may, who knows, it may have changed, right? This is so much fun. Hey, we're not going to give you the rest of your money until you prove that you're going to stay the whole season. Right. (laughs) That's where we are, Jamie. This is so much fun. That's where we are. Uh, Jay points out Dallas 24, Detroit 10. Dak throws for 252 TDs. Uh, One pick. Zeke runs for 100 and no touchdowns. In the uh, in the Arizona Cardinal game last night uh, with New Orleans, speaking of uh, speaking of picks, Andy Dalton, the Red Rifle from TCU, he was the starting QB for New Orleans. Kind of a typical Andy Dalton performance. 
throws six touchdown passes, Jamie. Four to, four to his team and two to the other. I is has Dalton been a guy with the high picks? No, I just think he's a guy that <clears throat> I just think he is a guy that um I don't know, seems to me to be you, you feel like every time you feel like, oh man, this is going great, something bad happens. Yeah, I feel like I've always felt I always pictured him as more of a bus driver and not a a guy that was, you know, big risk, big reward kind of guy. I mean, if you see the highlights, one of them's totally not his fault. I mean, goes through the receiver's hands and pops up into the air. Not his fault at all. The other one was definitely his fault. The red rifle. (laughs) Colin Cowherd's big on calling him the red rifle. Man, this girl who's calling sidelines for doing the sidelines for the Astros and Yankees series. Uh Oh, man. She calls everybody by their nicknames. Sevy, you know. I mean, everybody. I bet you that drives you crazy. It drives me nuts. <laughs> drives me nuts. Sevy. Sevy. <laughs> uh, she's got all of them for both teams. Does she? Yeah. Got a little cue card. And it's not manager Dusty Baker. It's Dusty. Dusty. Yeah, yeah that, that does drive me. That drives me crazy when people do that. Stop. It drives me crazy. <clears throat> Unless you've been told to do that. Which they probably have. Which still, when you're referring to them, you refer to their real name. Yeah. Your morning dose of coffee and sports. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. Catch the show live weekdays from 6 to 9 on Double T 97.3 FM or on the Double T 97.3 mobile app. Nice to have you with us with Jamie Lent and Jeff McGuire. I'm Chuck Hines. Take your score predictions for tomorrow's game. Texas Tech and West Virginia. Jamie and Jeff and I'll make ours uh, an hour and 15 minutes for now with a pond further review. And uh, see what uh, the last couple of weeks we've all, I think, picked against the Red Raiders. So we'll see see if that tide shifts this week. Okay? Mm-hmm. See if that tide shifts this week. Uh, still don't know who the starting quarterback is going to be on the depth chart. And I don't know how much you want to pay attention to this. It says Donovan Smith or Baron Morton. And then lists Tyler Shuck as three. Coach uh, McGuire saying last night, Basically, Shuck is his emergency guy this week. So it would take an awful lot. <clears throat> it would take unfortunate things to happen, it appears, to get him into the game this week. Okay. Okay. That's 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 what it that's what it appears to be, that it would take um you know, a, a basically an emergency situation uh to get uh him in there. Here is uh offensive coordinator Zach Kitley. He was asked the other day how much each quarterback needs to get first-team reps for him to be ready to start uh, this game or really any game? Yeah, I mean, I think it depends, again, on who you play and and what's the game plan like. Um, You know, again, you know, Tyler's a little bit more seasoned, and so, you know, a guy like him probably doesn't need as many reps, um, you know, as as Baron Morton would need. You know, just a younger, uh, you know, just a freshman out there. Uh, He's going to need to see more, and he's going to need more reps, but yeah. Percentage-wise, I don't know if I can give you a, a great answer there. Uh, but at the end of the day, you, you want to make sure that they're comfortable with the game plan at the end of the day. So whatever that is that we feel comfortable uh, you know, running out there on Saturday and we can ex- execute that game plan, uh, that's really what matters the most. He, he did describe earlier uh, on Monday that West Virginia would be the most multiple of defenses that they would face. Okay. So... You know, I take that to mean complicated or confusing. The attempt to confuse the quarterback with just the their different looks that they're going to give you doesn't appear to be working. No, no, it doesn't appear to be working. <laughs> that's a, that's a really astute observation when you look at kind of where the, where they are. But I mean, part of that defensively is defensively in the Big yeah. Conference. Now, I mean, they may be. Yeah. I mean, they may be the most. I mean, have the different varieties mm-hmm. and um, most difficult to read all the, I guess, all the above. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know, but it's it's not been effective. No, it's not. And, then, and what I kind of expected you to say is, oh, okay, well, that leads me to believe that, you know, boy, Tyler Shuck would be the better better guy to throw at him, you know. But, um, you know, when you look at the experience that they always tout with Tyler Shuck, you know, in terms mm-hmm. of him being a veteran guy and being the, the you know the guy that you know that doesn't have to do as much in terms of the number of reps and things like that but yeah when you look at when you look at West Virginia uh defensively um they're uh they're 
total defense. They're sixth in the Big 12. They're second, though, in rushing defense, but they're seventh in passing defense, which mm-hmm. is really what Coach Kitley's talking about there, you know, in terms of the multiples. And then in passing efficiency defense, they're 10th. Meanwhile, the Red Raiders are sixth in passing efficiency defense. They're second in the Big 12 in pass defense. That might surprise some folks. Mm-hmm. But uh, the reason why they're second in passing defense might be because they're ninth against the rush. Yeah, it's just that is surprising to me because it feels like they've, in the games that I've seen, they, they, it's been pretty easy to throw against them. Yeah, against Tech or against West Virginia? Oh, I was talking about West Virginia. Okay, okay. So, so my point was okay. the reason maybe why you're second, why Tech is second, okay. is, I because, my is, bad. is because they're ninth against the rush. Okay. But meanwhile, you know, West Virginia is second against the rush and seventh against the pass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. So. Makes sense. So, you know, in, in in most cases, right, teams want to establish a run so that they can pass, so they kind of can throw the defense, you know, off a little bit. And and look, I mean, we're not talking about just, you know, outstanding defenses here on, on either side, although, you know, from a scoring standpoint, the Red Raiders are only giving up 29.8 points a ball game. That's seventh in the Big 12. West Virginia, a tick more, 31.3. That's 10th in the Big 12. So the margin between seventh and 10th is not much. But given our history here, we would say, hey, no matter who the coach is, we score 31 points, man. We're going to win a lot of ballgames. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and the, the, the problem has been, well, the turnovers. You've just, you've turned it over too much. You know, Texas Tech is minus seven in turnovers. Yeah. That's 10th in the Big 12. And really it's been, you know, it's been a struggle on both sides. Yes. I mean, you're turning it over way more than you want to. You better did a better job in the last game. And then you're not getting turnovers. You're not forcing them. Yeah, so that leads me to a comment here from Coach Tim DeRuder in just a second because West Virginia is even in turnovers. They've turned it over as many times as they've gotten it, and that's seventh in the Big 12. Here's uh, defensive coordinator Tim DeRuder. He says, still working on getting more turnovers. It's something we work daily. Um, you know, we talk about the four Ps, and, and, you know, one of them is preparation and, and understanding our defense so we can play fast, but understanding who we're playing in preparation. It's purpose. It's going on out there, not trying to just make a tackle, but to go after the football consciously. Um, when you pressure the quarterback and get there going after the ball, uh, we've had some opportunities where we've had some interceptions that were, you know, in my mind, catchable balls. We got our hands on it. We got to complete those. And so just put our guys in those situations more and more. Uh, we start every practice with, with takeaway circuit and just having that consciousness of going after the ball, attacking the ball all the time. It's got to be part of our, our DNA. And we're getting closer. We just got to make it more consistent. And then eventually when those balls are on the ground, we got to have greater population so that we get the bounces you know, we got one out, you know, against uh, Kansas State, uh, and we didn't get it because we didn't have enough guys there, and they did. So it's it's a, you know, kind of combination of all that together. And also, just throw in some luck. Yes, no, that, that, that's, that's... Just throw in some luck. That's true, and I was what I was going to ask you is, why do you, why do you think that that's... If they emphasize it so much, why do you think... is it is it just the luck factor that's missing here, or is it just the extra kind of uh, well you can emphasize it all day long but mm-hmm. if your players aren't doing it i mean may, maybe they're just not good at it yeah you know at this point you know maybe they're not they're not good enough at it whatever maybe you're you don't have a team that that's kind of has been built into them mm-hmm. and so it takes a little bit of time and but i do think some of it's just bad luck or mm-hmm. good or, or good luck for the opponent whatever. sure yeah and, and maybe maybe part of it is in for whatever reason it wasn't part of their dna although you would think um, you know, defensive-minded players that they've always been probably coached or harped at to, you know, get the football, but maybe maybe not in the same manner that, that we're trying here with trying to do the plus three. And, you know, he talks about, you know, putting pressure on the quarterback and going after the football and, and even when they're tackling. I mean, you, you see the really skilled guys in the NFL. I think you as they're tackling, they're punching, or somebody else is punching while somebody else is tackling the really good defenses, the really good teams in the NFL that do that. And, and in college too. And I love the term population. We have to get more population around the ball. 
you know, and pe- people collapsing on the on the tackler because as that guy's going down, man, he's trying to uh, protect himself and all different kinds of manners. And in addition to protecting the football, and you know, if somebody's going after his knees or his ankles or his head, and then there's another guy that's punching on his arm. Well, you have you know three on one. It's pretty hard to you know keep everything together, right? But I love that term. We have to get more population around the ball. Okay, <laughs> I, th- I thought that was really. Really cool. Uh, Joey McGuire told a great story uh, last night on Red Raider Football with Joey McGuire. <clears throat> uh, they had uh, Marcel Yates on. He's the defensive back coach. And so when Coach McGuire was uh, recruiting uh, Tim DeRuiter to come here, he came from Oregon, and they were having a coaching change at Oregon, so Coach DeRuiter was probably going to end up somewhere. Um, but he had been a guy that had been at Fresno State as the head coach, had been at Cal and Oregon, so, you know, Coming here is a, you know, a little bit different, even though his daughter had worked here at one point in time and was going to school here. So uh, Coach Coach McGuire calls him up and goes, "Okay, okay, Tim, what do you need?" He goes, "He goes, I need Marcel Yates uh, to be my defensive back coach." And uh, Coach McGuire goes, "Done. We'll make that happen." So then he calls Marcel Yates and he says, uh, "And Marcel Yates is the one telling this." Or Joy McGuire was the one telling the story. So Coach McGuire says, "So he called Marcel and he said, Marcel, he said." Tim DeRuiter is going to sign on tomorrow as the defensive coordinator, even though he hadn't said that he was going to come yet. He goes, you might as well get ready and come to Lubbock because you're coming with him. <laughs> so anyway, sometimes you got to be a good salesman with your own staff. To, sure, sure. You know, mm-hmm. and, it's all part of it. And uh, anticipate the close. So uh, I, I love that, that he just went ahead and said, hey, Coach DeRuiter's coming, man. You, you might as well get packed up and head this way because – He's signing them all, so let's get you going too. So, <laughs> two for one there. 725, Jamie's question of the day is next. Getting your sports day started the right way. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, breaking down the biggest games. If Texas Tech does not win the Big 12 Football Conference, who are you rooting for to win the conference? If Tech does not win it this year. Well, busting some chops along the way. I hold back on sending you stuff. I mean, I'm very, very, very judicious. We spend three hours a day, five right? days a week together. Why yeah. do, Why would yeah. we need to communicate during the weekends? <laughs> right. Save we it for the show. We, yeah, we, save, we do. We save it for the show. Tune into the Morning Drive live weekdays from 6 to 9 on Lubbock Sports Station. Double T 97.3. Amy's question of the day on Double T 97.3 is presented by Bizarre Solutions. Call them today for a free cybersecurity audit. Do you have a uh, question of the evening at your house? Like uh, you go home and uh, you say to the missus, okay, here's my question of the day for you or to your two daughter. Hey, here's my question of the day for you. Or do they have questions for you? It's pretty much the same one every day <laughs> for all of them. <clears throat> What'd you do today? No. How, how was your day today? No. How much no. do you love? How much um, do you love me? No. <laughs> Do you love me? I mean, to the wife, it's like, how are the kids? Mm-hmm. She's got a lot of them. Right. And um, to the daughters, how was practice? <laughs> <laughs> Gave it my full go, Dad. Yeah. I, mean, I really worked my keister off, you know, and all the kindergartners were Arm. just uh, charming today, yeah. Daddy-o. Yeah. <laughs> you want to go work again? <laughs> I I didn't know that was even a question. I thought it was let's go let's go let's go work some more. I don't make them. Okay, they <laughs> they have that desire. That's good. I don't make them. I yeah. don't want to be that guy. You don't want to be. But if they want to work, I'm here for them. Yeah, we we'll mm-hmm. go. Let's let's go outside. Usually, that plan is made ahead of time. Okay. Like at the beginning of the week, I'm working with this one this day and that one that day and kind all of that kind chart. of stuff. Have a yeah. chart. Yeah, that's, that makes that makes. Mm-hmm. You're, you would that would make sense. Split up the time, yeah, equally. All right. What's your What's your question of me and Jeff? All right. So question today is where I want you to be in prediction zone here. I want oh, you to predict like that who the who's the pick to click tomorrow <laughs> for the Red Raiders. Who are we going to be talking about? Is and he had a big day. Oh, he had a big day. He was the key, or he was one of the keys in the Red Raider victory. Well, the, the low-hanging first. Yeah, the easy one would be just picking a quarterback. quarterback. Um, that would be boring. Okay. Here, uh, and this, you might say, well, he's the obvious choice on defense, okay? But I do think one of their initiatives tomorrow 
is to put pressure on JT Daniels to force him to make mistakes. And I think in order for you to be able to do that, Tyree Wilson needs to be a factor in that game. We, we need to hear Brian Jensen calling out Tyree's name or Krishan Merriweather's name repeatedly during the game. Daniels back to pass. Oh, he's under pressure. Oh, here comes Krishan Merriweather. He is sacked back at the 32-yard line. That was and cool because he did John Harris in the middle of Brian Jensen yeah, there. Right, right. I yeah. wanted to get a little, get a little, get a little, and then, uh, and then level on the sideline about how excited they are about how Tyree Wilson is playing. So I'm going to say Tyree Wilson is going to have needs to have a big day tomorrow. Just not necessarily in terms of statistics, but just presence. Hurries that type of thing, you know. In addition to maybe a, maybe a couple of sacks, Jeff Xavier White on offense is going to lead you in receiving, mm. and it's going to ignite what you've got going offensively to take care of business. That's disappointing. By both of us, Jeff stole mine. Oh, Jeff stole. <laughs> yeah, yours. I think Xavier's just like, I think he's about to take off. Okay. I really do. So, um, and I've seen the secondary of the the Mountaineers. Mm-hmm. I think Xavier's going to have a huge day tomorrow. If I was going to pick another wide receiver, I like the emergence of what we've seen from Trey Cleveland. Okay, I feel his, like his he's really trending in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just need to get him some points after we get a big catch from him. We're, we're, he's doing some great work, and then we don't reward him for that. Yes, right. And Coach McGuire has pointed that out. No, no doubt. Uh, I have a, I have a feeling. I have a feeling Miles Price is going to be a factor tomorrow. Okay. I mean, he's healthier. I don't know if he's completely healthy, but he's healthier. So I think that uh, I think there's that that opportunity for him. He's caught more balls than anybody. Um, Xavier White though is is coming up on him. He's got 23. Duran Bradley has 24. Price has has 31 uh, on the day. So, or on the year, I should say. Um, if he has 31 on the day, he definitely yeah, will be the, yeah, right. the pick that clicked. <laughs> that's right. Uh, as far as uh, defensively, uh, Krishan Merriweather has 31 unassisted tackles, 19 assists for 50 total tackles. He has one and a half sacks. Uh, Tyree Wilson on the year has six sacks, nine tackles for losses. He has 37 total tackles. And remember, he's he's double teamed. So that, in some cases, so, you know, he, that's opening up opportunities for somebody else. Sure. Um, because, because they have to pay attention. They have to pay attention. And Kosai Eldridge has come on as well. He's got 17 unassisted, 12 assisted, and 29 total tackles and two tackles for losses. I'll tell you somebody else that I think you hear his name quite a bit during these broadcasts is Dadrian Taylor Demerson. Uh, 20 tackles on the year, nine assisted. Uh, but he I, he's had a much better year than last year. I think he's just improved. I would agree. Okay. I think he's just, uh, he's just, he's just improved. And then and we've, we've talked about him a little bit, but they've been really happy with uh, Tyler Owens as well. Uh, he's uh, last week just kind of, Felt like to me, like we hadn't heard his name that much, and then last week it just seemed like he came out of nowhere. His, uh, it's his practicing. Um, I think is why he's kind of come out of uh, nowhere. Uh, let's see here. I don't know that Wilson needs his name called, but I do think he needs to have a big impact on the game. If he can command a double team and force the running back to account for him in pass block, that opens up lanes for someone else to get to the quarterback. And they need to take advantage. This is from the Ace Flooring Center chat line. This is not my brain. Wilson has the ability to affect the game with getting big stats. Yes. Um, somebody says this. Eldridge on defense and Brooks on offense. Okay. I like it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd like to see Taj get going again. It feels like he's been quiet of late. Okay. Obviously, that has something to do with your offensive line. Sure. Uh, somebody says the tech field goal kicker. So, Trey Wolf. Yeah, I mean, your field goal kicker was huge last year, Jonathan Garibay. Mm-hmm. He kicked a game winner, so yeah, that was uh, that was that was big. That was big for them. Mm-hmm. So there you go. But I bet you'd like to see sevens instead of threes. I would love to see sevens mm-hmm. instead of threes. Yes, mm-hmm. I would love to see sevens instead of threes. Uh, somebody that you're going to have to account for uh, from a West Virginia standpoint 
in addition to JT Daniels, their quarterback, or their two big receivers, Bryce Ford Wheaton and Caden Prather, is um, is their, their, their running back, Tony Mathis. 92 attempts, 476 yards. He's averaging five yards a tote. Uh, he's... This is on the on the on the total gain uh, standpoint. He has five touchdowns on the year, and his longest was for 37 yards. C.J. Donaldson, 56 attempts for 389 yards, and his longest was 82 yards. So, don't want to let him uh, get loose. So they can run the football, and Tony Mathis is a guy that can be a problem. Yeah, I, I think they have two quality backs, mm-hmm. and then I think they have two quality receivers as well. Yeah. So they they pose I mean a really good challenge with what they do on offense. It's their defense that's a struggle. Uh, JT Daniels has uh, only thrown three interceptions on the season, and he's uh, one thirty nine of two eighteen for fourteen hundred and ninety two yards and nine touchdowns, <coughs> averaging about two fifty a game. Okay, so just to kind of keep uh, keep that in mind from the and and, and he's a guy that has had uh, uh, experience uh, as well in numerous schools. In fact, Marcel Yates went up against him at at one of JT's other schools, and Yates is the defensive back coach for Texas Tech when he was like at Arizona. And Daniels was, I guess, at USC because he's traveled a little bit. USC, Georgia, West Virginia. West Virginia, right. I mean, it's a little, and those are three big schools. Those are, you know, mm-hmm. maybe I wonder if he wonders, Hey, you know, if I'd have stayed at Georgia, would I've, maybe he wouldn't have gotten the opportunity, but I mean, I wouldn't guess so. Cause Stetson you, Bennett's still yeah, killing it. Yeah. He's killing it. Stetson Bennett, Bennett Stetson, whatever his yeah, name is. I think you're right. Stetson. I think you're right. The first, first time. time I think. Yeah. But anyway, he, at least he's, I mean, he kind of followed Graham Harrell from SC to West Virginia made, made some sense. Similar offense knows the terminology knows the expectation, and uh, probably is doing better than he would have somewhere else. All right, 7.40 this morning on the morning drive. Mountaineers coming to town. And their head coach, Neil Brown, who was here as the offensive coordinator for Tommy Tuberville. I wonder if he's got a favorite haunt that he's going to check out tonight. My guess is no. Probably be just hold up and watch and film. I won't be out in the town with his visor tonight would be my guess. Your morning blend of sports. K-State is uh, coming off a big win over Oklahoma. Of course, the Red Raiders off their 37-34 overtime win over number 22, Texas. And humor. Sure to tell them that. You, you suggested that. <laughs> and, of course, they got a big laugh. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3. Catch the show live weekdays from 6 to 9 on Double T 97.3 FM or on the Double T 97.3 mobile app. Hey, good morning. It is the morning drive on Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com. With Jamie Lent and Jeff McGuire, I'm Chuck Hines. Nice to have you with us this morning on Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3. We'll have high school football on the air for you tonight. Friendship and Permian as uh, Mojo. They don't really have the Mojo anymore. I mean, I, I don't even know if they really... I, they still Mojo it, but I mean, they just... They don't seem to have it as much as they used to. I don't. Yeah, it doesn't seem that way. I mean, it doesn't seem like they seems like they've lost their intimidation. Okay. Okay, that's what it seems like to me. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean I may be I may be completely off base on that, but that's what it that's what it seems like. Anyway, we'll have the broadcast tonight from uh, Tiger Stadium over in Wolfert as uh, friendship meets the Permian Panthers, six thirty the broadcast time. From Lowry Field tonight, Monterey and uh, Lubbock Cooper will have the Lubbock Cooper broadcast. That'll be at 6.30 this evening. Monterey is winless on the season. I have a sneaky feeling about this one. Okay? I have a sneaky feeling. I have no skin in the game in this one whatsoever at all. I'm just going to tell you this. Do not be surprised if the Columbia Blue wins tonight. Over the red and black. I will be surprised. Okay. I will be surprised if okay. that happens. Okay. So just, I'm just telling you, I have this, I just kind of feel it, Jamie. <laughs> just kind of feel it. What exactly do you feel? I mean, what a part of 
Monterey's game do you think is going to take advantage of Cooper's game? I think they're, the Monterey defense is better than what people think. And I think that um, if the offense can keep from shooting themselves in the foot, that, the, that they have a shot. And by that, I mean uh, turnovers. Uh, they had a block punt last week. Um, they had a couple of fumbles. So I think it's about it's about taking care of the football, TCB. Okay. So that's that's I just have this I just had this feeling. I just have this feeling deep inside of me that Monterey will win tonight and Lubbock Cooper will be sad. So that's kind of what I feel tonight. Okay. Okay. And then uh, <clears throat> Coronado plays at Abilene High tonight, and I think I think the Mustangs, after winning last week in Amarillo, okay, I think um, I think they're going to be back in full speed. Okay. Okay. How about that? So there, mm-hmm. there you go, there you go. The uh, Red Raiders will play tomorrow afternoon, two o'clock kickoff from. Jones Stadium. Of course, we'll have the broadcast for you. Our optimum game day live coverage presented by United Supermarkets begins at 7 a.m. What's a what's a big key in this one, do you think? Slowing down those wide receivers. Okay. I think pass defense is a big key. Okay. West Virginia's three up, three down. Red Raiders, three up, three down. Tech, of course, has lost their last two, losing to Oklahoma State by 10. On October the eighth, forty-one to thirty-one, bowed to K State, thirty-seven to twenty-eight. As you look back at those two games, is the K State one the one you go, man, really had a shot to win that game? Is that the one that you kind of look at, or do you look at Oklahoma you up, State? You were up eight in the second half against Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. State. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, if I was picking one or the other, I'd probably go with that one. Okay. Okay. Uh, West Virginia is coming off of a big win over Baylor last Thursday, in which they won forty-three to thirty. Before that, they had lost at uh, UT thirty-eight to twenty. Uh, that's the only common opponent so far, because it just showed the, no life in that game against yeah, Texas. Yeah, right, right. Just no life. Because I think it was, I think it was, I think it was very surprising that they won against Baylor. One hundred percent. You know, I think it was I think it was very surprising just the whole And they were down most of the game in that one. Just the whole way that they The the Baylor West Virginia game and the Oklahoma State TCU games those games mirrored each other in my opinion. It felt like Oklahoma State was in control for the whole game in in Fort Worth and it felt like Baylor was in control for almost the entire game in West Virginia and then both of them found a way to lose. You know, and and I'm I'm sure that Baylor would say, man, that the hit that knocked Blake Shapen out of the ball game, their quarterback, that was that was a turning point for that Baylor offense. Clearly, I remember after they lost him, and after the next few possessions, I was like, man, this young guy, he is, he makes solid decisions. He doesn't look pressured by the moment. It doesn't look too big for him. He's making solid decisions. It also helps that he has all the time in the world. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because Baylor's offensive line gives him so much time. And, you know, he just he looks calm and collective and the moment's not too big. And then on the last two drives, he looked horrible. He looks hor- he looked horrendous. Like the moment did get too big. As soon as as soon as West Virginia got the lead and Baylor was trying to come back. Or he got even got it tied. I think. I mean, he looked really bad after that. He went seven to fourteen, ninety-five yards, threw a touchdown, threw an interception. The interception didn't come back to haunt him. Uh, J.T. Daniels, twenty-four, thirty-seven, two hundred eighty-three yards, threw a touchdown, threw an interception. It didn't come back to haunt him either. Uh, this is the game where Tony Mathis really looked good. Twenty-two attempts, one hundred sixty-seven yards, Listen. only lost four yards, threw, uh, ran for two touchdowns, including one. A, a long gain for 37. Mm-hmm. I mean, the running game against Baylor, um, that looked that looked really, really good. And then Justin Johnson Jr., uh, 12 totes for 48 yards, and he too had a touchdown in the ball game. So the receivers that you, that you talked about, um, uh, Caden Prather, he had eight receptions for 109 yards for a touchdown. That, and he's, he's going to be a problem. And then also Bryce Ford Wheaton, five for fifty-one. He's going to be a problem too. 
Both those guys. Yep. Both those guys are problems. So if your secondary is going to be challenged. Uh, Caden Prather is uh, number three, and uh, the other guy is uh, is zero. So just you know, if you're looking downfield and you see zero or three open, you're just going to go scream out, "Hey, cover that guy! Help him out a little bit." Yeah, if you see anybody open, because I think even the, their top guys can probably catch the ball when they're wide open. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And these guys are two guys that uh, you look at the numbers, they're also really good even in like 50-50 balls, mm-hmm. uh, competitive catches. So your your defensive backfield has to be physical and has to worry about guys that can high point the ball and you know out jump you and all that kind of good stuff so it's uh and those guys are big i mean those guys have some length to them and they sure do and some size to them so you need to uh kind of keep keep that in mind you know when you're when you're watching the defensive uh you know when you're watching the offense of of west virginia and and you got the the tech defense out there so keep keep that uh keep that in mind when you're kind of looking at that um we don't know who the starting quarterback is going to be but uh, when you get to the stadium tomorrow, if you get there at about, mm, let's see, kicks at uh, kicks at two, probably two o four or so, so about maybe between one fifteen and one thirty when they're out there running drills, look for number fifty six. That's Dennis Wilburn. He is their center for the Red Raiders. Whoever he's snapping it to, that's who's starting. So when you sit down in your seats and and Mac next to you says, "All right, Joe, who's going to be our QB today?" All you got to do is just look down and look for 56 and see if he's snapping to two. Baron Morton. Baron Morton? Really? How do you know that? Little birdie told me. Inside information. I got a guy. Okay? Let's keep that in mind. Just look for 56. Whoever he's hiking it to, that's who's starting. 810 this morning here on the morning drive. It's that elementary, Jamie. Okay. 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 Mm -hmm. You've been listening to the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3. For more from Lubbock Sports Station, go to DoubleT973.com.